announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be here on another episode that will rock your socks. This is the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are lifting the skirt on the cannabis and hemp industry and telling the stories of this incredible movement from the entrepreneurs who are quite literally shaping the industry that we love so much. If you're a person looking for products you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are an entrepreneur looking to break through the brick walls and glass ceilings of this industry, make sure that you check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. We are happy to help. Today, our guest needs no introduction. He is quite literally the king of CBD, has worked the process soil to sale, I don't know, for maybe as long as we have, at least 25 years, California, all over the place. His wife is a national or international speaker? National. I don't know if she's done overseas yet. <laughs> national speaker on the subject. Dr. B is a very well-respected CBD entrepreneur and educator, and the courses and communities that our guest today has built are quickly becoming the go-to place for CBD entrepreneurs like ourselves. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help me welcome my good friend, Matt Siebert. What's going on, Matt? How's it going? Good, Sonia. How are you doing today? It's good to be with you. Awesome. I'm so happy to be with you, especially with all of the current state of affairs. We are up a couple of shits creeks without a paddle, but also on smooth sailing in other areas. Why don't, before we dive into some of the subject matter around the current state of the industry, why don't you quick and dirty give a little introduction? Who are you and what are you up to in this space? Oh, sure. Uh, my name is Matt Seibert. And so I've been in the CBD industry, like Sonia said, for a long time, like since the late 80s. <laughs> so it's been a while. And, you know, I've done everything from cultivation. I've opened five dispensaries in San Diego area, you know, selling, of course, multiple products, launching brands, helping people launch brands. And in the past two years, I've been strictly focused with my wife, Dr. B, on helping CBD brands launch and scale And that's all we do right now. We eat, breathe, and sleep the CBD industry and just helping people navigate everything and create amazing products that are going to, you know, give back to the world and help people in amazing ways. I love the work that you do. I know that you've created a a couple of courses, one that's getting ready to launch, one that's already on the market and getting incredible reviews, um, specifically focused on starting and launching your very own CBD brand. Can you share a little bit about your education um, program that focuses on helping people start their brands? 
Oh, for sure. We have a course. It's an eight-week course, and it's all-inclusive. It teaches you step-by-step on how to launch a successful CBD brand. And we go over everything you need to know, including compliance, like with your labels and your marketing, uh, branding. We go deep into branding. Uh, We teach a sales process on how to go out and get those sales in brick-and-mortar stores, how to market online, how to build an audience through Facebook pages. So we cover a lot and just everything you need to know. And then we have a private group where you can reach out to me and anything that you need, you just ask me and and I have probably the largest network in the CBD industry, whether it's like if you need insurance or banking or marketing, I have vetted experts in different areas. And that's the next project we're working on. We're about to launch the CBD Business Accelerator. And that's for CBD brand owners that are looking to launch and scale their brand. So now we're going to be focused on both launching and scaling in the CBD Business Accelerator. We have about 45 experts that are on board. And we're going to be going live, doing Q&As every week, and and, uh, also highlighting the the members brand. So if you join the accelerator, we're going to put you on the hot seat and go over your brand and give you some advice with our group. And so it's going to be great. And just the, the, we're looking to be the biggest resource for CBD brand owners. We're going to have a library of a huge amount of content and courses. And so that's what I've been primarily working on along with doing a lot of consulting with CBD brands these days. Amazing. So obviously you are the perfect person to talk to about the current state of affairs in the industry. And I would say that we are, you know, every, every few months we go through this sort of cleansing in the space and, and somebody comes and they shake the etcher sketch, right? When you feel like you're done with, you're about to be, you know, clear sailing, smooth sailing with your picture. Somebody comes and scribbles all over it. So moving target. (laughs) Yes. A moving target for sure. Why don't you quick and tell us not quick necessarily. Let's spend some time on this because I think a lot of people in our audience are listening from the perspective of trying to understand what's the risk to reward ratio if they're just getting started here and um, it's not yet legal in their state or country and they're looking to the United States as sort of a platform to say like, hey, is this is this a viable thing for me to be involved with? Secondarily to that, we have a pretty good community of existing brand owners who are constantly listening to us and want to understand, you know, what are we up against with this David and Goliath battle right now? So why don't you share with us some of the current states of the industry? Great. I I actually took some notes here just to make sure I didn't forget anything um, because there's just so much going on. And like you said, it changes constantly. So what I'm going to say today in December 2019 might not be applicable very soon, but who knows? Like just, this is just my opinions, but I think that funding is crucial. Like I just got back from a cannabis entrepreneur conference. We had about 20 speakers and every single speaker said the same thing that you've got to have funding if you're going to launch a brand. And it's gotten a lot more expensive because the competition is more stiff now. And so you got to make sure that you're well-funded if you're going to launch your own brand, if you're thinking about going national or international, like if you're just going to have maybe a little side project there's nothing wrong with that you know you can make a few thousand extra bucks selling locally and hustling locally i've done it myself so there that's an option too but if you're looking to go national you need at least a million dollars to start and that's just to start and and that's just my opinion um so 
you know, three years ago, you could have started with 150 grand and became a national brand. Uh, but that's no, no longer the case. You know, there's thousands of CBD brands out there. And so making sure that you have that funding and the ability to hire the right team that's going to be able to go execute these murky waters is crucial. What primarily, and I'm going to stop you in between each one of these points that you're going to hit to get clarifying questions. What does a million dollar budget buy you? Why, why a seven figure budget? Um, well, and that's like, if you're looking to get into distribution nationally, you know, you need just alone, the samples, the sample budget alone, you know, and working with these major distribution companies, it's kind of like the mafia. You got to give them product for free and then they go sell it and they don't give you any of that money back in the beginning. You just got to grease their palms a little bit. That's the experience that I've seen. Um, so you got to be prepared to give them like 30 to $50,000 worth of product. Just here you go. And that's not even including <laughs> the samples. <laughs> and so that's just what I've seen. And then just rolling out into all these stores, your margins are razor thin. Um, and then having an ad budget, you know, I know a brand uh, that I work with on, in their third month, they spent 400,000 on Facebook ads alone. So, and they made 1.3 million in sales on that $4 million ad spend. So there's companies like that that are just alone in one month spending 400,000. You got to keep up with people like that. So a million is kind of on the low end. <laughs> so yeah. And just product budget, uh, trade shows like just one trade show could cost you you know 20 to 50,000 and that's on the low end like i know a company that spent 150,000 on the trade show booth alone just the booth <laughs> so it's getting to be more like i come from the thc world like yourself and to me it's getting to be more like the thc world where every it's like whoever has the most money wins basically and it, it is what it is. It's just business and you got to be able to compete. And, it, you know, so that's the facts, in my opinion, with that. And just having, you know, the right game plan and, and branding is, is crucial. Like I've been saying this for a while now that to me, branding and packaging is more important than the product at this point in the CBD business. And I'm all about 100% about having a great product. I would, that's a, a no-brainer. You have to have an amazing product, but everybody's selling CBD. What sets you apart is your brand, you know? And so you have to get really sophisticated with branding and it's, it seems simple, but it's not. There's a science behind that as well. And just having packaging that jumps out. And so that's another aspect and having the funding to be able to do like eco-friendly packaging which is not cheap you know and spending money on a website like you know i see some of the top websites in the industry there's they're spending 30 to fifty thousand dollars just on their website build and so you got to be able to have that budget to keep up with that yeah i 100 percent agree and i you know when i hear seven figure investment to get started off the ground, I'd feel like shook because I'm like, dang, that really raises the barrier of entry for a lot of people where the, over the last, you know, three years where this industry has really become into the mainstream, we've seen companies come, get, come in, get started for one to $10,000, right? If you know a manufacturer, but now what you're saying is that the market has matured in a way that in order to even compete, 
you have to come correct be ready to grease people's palms to get that distribution. <laughs> now I had a differing opinion, somebody who said, if you can come in and build a business with a hundred stores who are selling a thousand dollars worth of product per month and a within a hundred miles from a hundred mile radius from your house, yeah. and you build that local community that you can have a million dollar business. Now I thought about this for a second and I'm like, okay, gross revenue, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Right? I was just thinking the same. Gross revenue, maybe. <laughs> Let's break down the numbers a little bit and say like, what's going to be left in your pocket. I would roughly say maybe between 10 and 20% if you're lucky and yeah. doing a lot of the work yourself. Yeah. After paying all the taxes and everything like that, you're like one of my mentors back in the day said, if you could net 30%, you got a business then. And it's tough. I mean, especially if you're going after distribution and retail accounts, because they're taking your margins that way. Although I'm huge on getting those accounts. And yeah, I think I mentioned earlier, like it is possible like to start a company with like a hundred grand or so, or even less, um, maybe 50 to a hundred and bootstrapping it and and rolling your sleeves up and getting out there. I've done it. Like me and Dr. B, we would go to the part of town in San Diego where all the smoke and vape shops were and just roll up our sleeves and go in and, and drop in on them. And, you know, that's, I've gotten hundreds of accounts like that. And so if you're willing to bootstrap it, but you're going to be competing against those big brands. So you have to have like I kind of liken it to the beer industry. You have to have like a craft brand, something that's really beautiful and just high end. And like, for instance, there's a company in San Diego called Ballast Point Brewery. They sold for $2 billion last year. These guys started in their garage like a few years back, but they had really high quality beer and they had great branding. And uh, one of the major beer companies bought them out. And so if I was a smaller company, I'd be focused on creating something craft, like a unique product line, something different and high end and something that'll stand out so that when you do drop in on these stores, these stores are getting called 20, 30, 40 times a day by different CBD brands trying to sell them the same old stuff. So if you walk in with something that looks different or maybe a totally different product line, you're going to get your foot in the door that way, but you got to have that sample budget too, because a lot of times these the store owners want samples first before they buy. And so you got to make sure, you know, you have that at least covered, but yeah, to me, if I had a smaller budget, I wouldn't even focus on e-commerce at all. I wouldn't sell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to fight that battle. I would go after brick and mortar stores, even though the margins are less, I feel like you can get faster victories. Like if you gave me a box of CBD right now, I could walk outside my door and start hitting stores up, you know, and selling and instead of having to run Facebook ads and make funnels and do all this. So if you're not technically minded and you have a sales mentality, like person like me, I'm going to go out there and just hit the streets and sell like, and that, so you, you can do it that way um, and bootstrap it, but it's going to be a challenge, but I'm talking about more like going national. You need, yeah. you need to have that. Which, why are you going to play this game if you're going to play it small? You know, yeah, that's, like that's definitely, yeah, yeah. So then let's, let's go, let's take it a step further. Um, because there's three ways that I'm explaining to our community right now of folks who are just ravenous to some way participate in the green rush, right? They want to, they think that it's starting your own brand or, you know, having a garden or whatever it is. And I'm trying to be like, guys, 
there's ways to leverage your existing assets and skill sets to get into this place that don't, doesn't necessarily have you working directly with the plant, looking at ancillary businesses, things like yeah. that. So the three things that I tell them are their options to get involved here. Number one is developing new skill sets or bringing your current skill sets to work a job for an already existing brand. Get a job. There ain't no shame in that exactly. game. Like, Get come your in, in the door. Yeah, come in. That's and how start I started. A brand. Yeah, I, I started working at a dispensary as a bud tender. That was my first, like, in, into the legal side of the industry. Of, I guess I call it the what I was doing before was the legacy side of the industry. You know, yeah. just like, you know, they could call it illegal, but whatever. But yeah, I started. It's the hustle a, and grind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started as a bud tender and I was a delivery driver. I was a dispatcher for a delivery. I've done every job you can imagine in the cannabis industry and was making like a hundred bucks a day, you know? And so, yeah, you have to humble yourself. I was, how old was I? Like, you know, 37 years old and, but I wanted to get in the industry. And so I humbled myself and I like, I was making good money in other industries, but I wanted to get it, my foot in the door. So sometimes you have to start at the bottom and show what you can do and humble yourself and work your way up. So there's no shame in getting a job at one of these CBD companies. You could learn their whole, you know, SOPs and strategies and from the inside out. And that would be a great education. Hell yeah. And it's an insignificant value add for the industry too, to have more high high level players who can bring that element of professionalism to this new industry. The second way that I suggest folks get into this industry is by tailoring their existing business to include CBD. So many people feel like they have to do one or the other and they forget that like as a chiropractor, as a doctor, as a, you know, acupuncturist, massage therapist, essential oil enthusiast, um, as a retail store, whether you're selling clothes or cucumbers, it doesn't matter. You, there are ways for you to incorporate and support the green rush and, and drive additional revenue and respect in within your existing business because you are moving with the times. What are some examples of some folks that you have seen successfully add CBD or cannabis to their existing businesses? That's a great question. Well, I don't know how successful they are at it, but family video, which is crazy. Like, have you seen this? Like the family video chain is selling CBD, but I don't know what their numbers are, but it's interesting like to see like their business is obviously they're not running a lot of DVDs anymore. So they're trying to find another source of income. But and like you said, though, it, you know, me and Dr. B are launching a retail storefront down the block from where we live in San Diego. We just got a great opportunity uh, to get a, a storefront in a great spot and we could do CBD only, but we're not, we're doing it. It's called goddess moon and it's going to be for women and there's going to be crystals and, t-shirts and tarot cards and and cbd and other products and so it's not just going to be cbd it's a lifestyle brand and and i bet you will sell more cbd because of that and so it's yeah you don't have to like uh, actually from what i've heard too is a lot of the especially the franchise cbd stores are really hurt because it's all the same like it's like you know you got to do something different and even in the retail environments, I'm really big on retail. Like most of the dispensaries that I see that CBD stores, they're just boring. Like the layout is the glass cases and you really have to do something different. In my opinion, like 
I think the future is more like a Whole Foods where the products are out on the floor and you can pick them up and look at them and don't hide them behind glass. Like, don't worry, people aren't going to be stealing all your products. Like, so yeah, that's what I think is the future of CBD retail. Yeah, I, you know, I have to 100% agree. And I'll, I'll just speak to some examples that I've seen for businesses who've successfully integrated CBD or cannabis into their practice. Um, I created an education course called the Natural Health Coach Certification, and I was um, educating and certifying people. I am educating and certifying people with the foundational education that they need to support people in selecting a brand, you know, how to dose and diet, you know, how to dose specific diagnosis with CBD or cannabis, you know, nutrition, all different dietary practices, lifestyle practices. That's what we educate them in. Now we have a few doctors that endorse that some, and some books that come along with that and all that fun stuff. What I am doing right now is pairing doctor's offices, chiropractic clinics, massage therapists, all of these, and including like Whole Foods has a massage therapist right there. They are also now starting to integrate some of our natural health coaches into this whole thing where they'll offer that as a service. Sit down, $10, talk to somebody about what CBD brand you're going to buy, and you get a little discount off of the CBD bottle. Um, doctors, doctors are integrating our trainees or our certified practitioners into their doctor's offices. So now they get the CBD money without having to necessarily get all of the CBD knowledge and go on that big learning curve. They can add it to their supplement list that they're serving right there. And our training empowers their staff to be able to, you know, work with the client once they come out of the doctor's office they can have that one-on-one conversation create the trust keep the client and move with the times it's been such a fantastic thing to see you know corporate to cannabis jump or corporate to cbd jump and to see them add value to their communities by acquiring some new skill sets and coming in and bringing that in-house to their existing business. So that's just one or two examples. I love Uh, that. Yeah. And I've seen, uh, actually, now that you said that, like compounding pharmacies are doing huge business with uh, CBD. So that's one example too. And, and even in our area here in San Diego, there's a couple of CBD massage places like, and it says right there on their signage, like CBD massage really big. And so, you know, they're, yeah. Like if I was a massage therapist, a hundred percent, I would be offering CBD like there's no question. Yeah, all so, day yeah, long. So yeah, like you said, you, you you there's so many professionals out there that especially in the health and wellness fields that could add this to their offerings. You know, and that's and that's important for you guys to listen to as a brand and a business as well is that you guys have to think outside of the realm that you're mm-hmm. just stuck in. Sometimes like I think about the Sistine Chapel and what it must have been like while you're sitting there painting an angel's hand and you're like, "Oh, these fucking fingers, I'm so sick of this." <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day like you get down off of your ladder and off of your scaffolding and you and you you know, stand up and stretch for a second and you look up and there's this incredible sky, right? And there, and it, you just, you can't get the full scale of the picture when it's this close to your face. So for those of you guys who have a brand in business, it's really important that you start to think about like, how are you empowering retail centers to effectively move your product? Because that's mutually beneficial for both parties. But are you going outside of the traditional retail outlets in order to secure distribution? 
you really got to get creative with where you're starting to sell stuff, you know, yep. go into a surf shop, go into a skate shop, go exactly. into, you know, the, go into the gyms. There's all different Love kinds it. of places that you can place yourself and your business. And also the final thing that I will say is ask the question, what value you can bring rather what, instead of coming with your handout, like, Hey, here's my product, buy my shit. Like, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. But like, what I'm recognizing it for, and, and this is something that I want to ask you about, Matt, is for me, one of my key differentiators in this industry is the fact that I have an audience. And so when I go, let's even say mine's a million, my, you know, I have a million plus, I have hundreds of millions of video views, blah, blah. My metrics are sick. I have other clients who are, have more reasonable numbers, like a $35,000 list, for instance, I am doing acquisition on their behalf right now to get new retail stores. And what I'm saying to attract the attention and get the response back is, can I interview you on in my audience of 35,000 people? I'd love to hear why you decided to work with CBD. <laughs> That's great. I'm getting uh, like 98% of people who uh, are love responding yep. back to that inquiry rather than like, I have a liposomal CBD brand. Do you want to buy my shit? Like, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, they get hit up by 20, 30 people a day at least. Yeah. So you're brilliant for saying that. And like one of the best brands I worked with in the THC world, it was a great product, but the guy, every time he would come to our office, he'd bring burritos for the whole staff. It, we love that guy. You know? <laughs> so just do something different. Like nobody else was bringing us burritos. Like, so we remembered that guy when it was, when we had that money and it was time to order again. We're like, Oh, let's call Matt. He's going to bring burritos and the products. So, you know. Lunch and stuff. Like yeah. perfect. No, man, it makes such a big difference. And so the core question is what value can I bring rather than what value do I need? And if you come asking the question, like, what can I give rather than what can I take? It's a much better mutually beneficial relationship and people want to work with you longer, longer term. And especially in a noisy marketplace where like, I guarantee you a retail center doesn't want to pick up the damn phone. He's like, I'm just damn brand. <laughs> That's just brilliant advice though. And, and like when I, I've been selling forever and when I sh shifted my focus mm -hmm. from how can I make sales to how can I help people and serve people? I became such a better salesperson and I highly recommend if people to check out Earl Nightingale, Leave the Field. It's an audio program and it's uh, life-changing. It's very simple, but if you follow that program, because I believe mindset is huge in all of this too, because it's a roller coaster, man. You got to keep your, you got to keep your thoughts positive during this roller coaster that you're going to jump on board. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you do. That's half the game. I was just in another interview actually. And he, and he was talking about the roller coaster of like trying to find a qualified lead for instance. And I was just like, man, you can spend all day long, you know, talking to people who are unqualified <laughs> and you feel like it's a waste of your time and it could be like a kick in the balls. But like, if you want to stay in this industry, you got to be willing to run a marathon after you get kicked in the balls. And every time you turn the corner, like yeah. that's just the nature of the industry. And if you can't run and hold your stomach at the same time, you're going to get left in the dust. <laughs> like, oh like, yeah. I've talked to like executives that have come like from other industries, like high level executives that have transferred into the 
the cannabis world and they're like, oh my God, Matt, this industry is crazy. It moves so fast and blah, blah, blah. I'm exhausted. And I'm like, yeah, get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Get you, get, get on or get off. It's that, yeah. that, that's your option. Um, Matt, you have an incredible community online right now of business owners who work really collaboratively and in support of one another. Talk to me a little bit about the culture that you're cultivating inside of your community and what you're really offering the CBD brands and businesses that are um, popping up every day or who are already established. Oh, great. Yeah, we have a Facebook group called CBD Business Success. So check it out if, you, if you're not already a member. And yeah, I feel proud that, you know, from the beginning, I wanted it to be a community of value where CBD brand owners were not hiding things. They were all transparent, showing what's working, what's not working, sharing advice with each other. And I feel like that's what it's turned out to be. So I feel proud of that. And it's, there's no like, pitching or selling of products and all that like we keep it to just information as much as possible and so yeah it's just all about cbd brand owners and farmers and extraction companies helping each other out and navigate this crazy industry and i believe in just creation not competition so there's enough to go around if we all can work together and you know like right now with the fda kind of giving hassle to the industry. We're helping bring together petitions. So, and writing into the USDA and the FDA about some of the laws that are coming into place. So I feel proud to be a part of helping change some of these laws to benefit the industry. And so that's kind of where that's at. And then we're, you know, making, taking it to the next level with the CBD business accelerator and that's going to be at cbdbusinessaccelerator.com. And that on that site, we are going to have buying and selling of products and, you know, just the weekly lives and, you know, just all kinds of a library of information. So that's going to be launching in Dece at the end of December. How do you feel? Um, I, I, and I know you just addressed this slightly, but I still want to ask the question. How do you feel the... Um, I've heard this concept of creating a marketplace for CBD brands. Mm -hmm. Some people have tried it. Some people have not done well. Some people have done it and done really well. Yeah. I'm interested to hear your opinion on having multiple brands from the exact same industry, right? Like all these CBD brands, for instance, in one marketplace. Do you think that that is like, there's the people who have a ton of money to put behind advertising. There's the people who have no money to put towards advertising. How does your platform for a CBD brand or business, I can see how it would be really beneficial for a consumer to come in and hear and listen and, you know, be a part of that stuff. But if you're selling products on there, does it create competition or is it going to be, you know, collaborative? How do you organize the brand so that everybody gets a fair chance? How do you see that going? It's on this site, it's just, it's a more of a platform of connection. So it's going to be more of bulk sales, I would imagine. Wholesale? Any, yeah, wholesale and bulk. And, you know, so like primarily, like if you're a sure and you're doing white label, things like that, those type of people more so than it's not going to be direct to consumer. Yeah, it's yeah, more biz okay. business to business. And so, yeah, just because so many people try to sell in my Facebook group all day long and, and Facebook 
doesn't like that. So I don't want to get my group shut down. So that's one reason why I'm creating that ability for people to be able to sell their products in bulk. You know, if they yeah, have- B2B makes a lot more sense than direct to consumer. I've seen some folks try to put up direct to consumer and, it, and it's been, you know, there's just no way, like, how do you create equal opportunity for all these consumer based brands with the same traffic? Like they're going to go to the front page unless they're looking for something specific, right? Yeah, exactly. So that makes it tough. And even when we, when I first launched e-commerce in the CBD world in 2016, I launched buycbd.net and it was multiple brands. Like I had like 25 different brands I was selling and it was a lot easier when I launched our own brand, Hemp Logica. For in my experience, it's easier to, to sell your own brand than it is to sell multiple other people's brands. At least that was my experience. But, yeah. So yeah, when you get behind your own brand, it's just more passion behind it, I think, and people feel that. <laughs> yeah, I um, agree. What are some key pieces of advice in closing here? What would be some words of wisdom that you would share with, let's say, the existing brands and businesses and you know, brand new startups who are navigating their way through these muddy waters right now? What would be two or three key pieces of advice that you can offer them? I think, uh, once again, Branding and packaging is really important. And I would say 95% of the brands that I see are failing at that. And one good example of a company that's doing great is Feels, F-E-A-L-S. They sell tinctures, but they've, everybody sells tinctures, but they've packaged it in a different way. And they took a product that everybody sells, but they repackaged it and they're crushing it. And so you just got to be very uh, creative with the packaging, I think, is and the branding and, and your audience that you're reaching out to. And also mm-hmm. compliance. If you know, if you're not an expert in compliance, hire somebody like Marty Marion, who I work with and make sure that your labels are compliant, your marketing is compliant, the FDA is they plainly have stated that they will not go after label or companies that are not making claims. And we've seen recently, they've sent out at least 18 letters to companies that are making claims. And so all you got to do is remain compliant and you'll be able to stay under the radar right now where, where it's, you know, kind of this gray area with the FDA. And so I would highly recommend getting knowledgeable on compliance. And uh, we do cover that in our course for over two hours. So you could just buy the course and then you'll be very knowledgeable. And uh, just the customer experience, you know, when they hit that website, it just should be a beautiful design and people don't have that attention span. So you got to get them in there and get them out and make it easy for them to buy your product and wow them when, when they get that box in the mail, it should be something beautiful. Like not just like some mailer that's all beat up with the USPS logo on it or something, you know? And so, you know, and just uh, like you've been saying, looking at all the different areas, I think, fiber and other uses for the hemp plant are going to be coming into play in a big way in the next few years. So CBD products are not the only way to go. And you have to look at all the different opportunities here. And when everybody zigs, maybe you want to zag and try something else. And so especially the farmers, there's a lot of opportunities for them, but there you have to be very careful. I've seen a lot of farmers lose a lot of money trying to jump into the hemp game without a plan in place. And so those are definitely some of the things and just, yeah, making sure you have a sales system in place and knowing what you're doing. Don't like, I just see a lot of people just, 
they think it's a great idea to start a CBD brand, but they don't have a plan in place. And so this is no joke. So, you know, make sure when you jump into this business that you're ready for the ride and that you're planning it out step by step. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can hire people like myself and my team to help you navigate. That's especially what I love doing is strategic consulting and working with brands. And we meet once a week and we go over everything. We make sure that they have a strategy in place and implement it moving forward. And then they have access to us on Slack in between our weekly meetings. And so that's one of the things that we offer that we love doing with brands. And they all say the same thing, that they get to where they want to go a lot faster working with our team because we've already navigated, you know, these things. And so feel free to hit me up anytime, people. And I love talking about CBD. So, And, <laughs> <laughs> and where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook or at CBD Business Success or Matt at sagelogica.com. It's S-A-G-E-L-O-G-I-C-A.com. Amazing. I won't even piggyback on any words of wisdom because you just drop bombs and mics all over this place. So <laughs> I'll just say ditto to it all. Um, I will I will second the motion and say and say 80% on planning, 20% on execution, and always have that plan include a b c d e f and g you, you <laughs> never know you never know how quickly you're going to need to pivot and having a strategic partner in planning who's navigated the pathway ahead of you is always something that you should allocate resources towards cannot tell you how much time and money i have saved but on the multiple how much time and money i have made because i've invested into the proper mentorship so that's definitely something that should be built into your budget yeah um, and i've then, seen you do that sonia not to interrupt but i've you know i've known you for a few years now and i see you hiring coaches and mentors and going to events and, and investing in yourself and and it does wonders for you look at how successful you guys are because of those types of things and putting money back into yourself and your personal and business development. Hell yeah. Beyond the business that I'm running, like I'm the CEO of me Inc. So I have to be, <laughs> I have to be, you know, sharp because you don't, you know, if you don't know what you don't know and you don't want to know your, when your boat gets a hole in it, you're going to sink. Like you yeah. won't know how to fix it. You know, if your sail gets a rip, you ain't going nowhere in the race. <laughs> so you, you know, it's always good to keep your knife sharp. The second thing I'll, I'll I will say is that diversify your, diversify your distribution. You want to make sure that you're not wanting running one strategy, putting all your eggs into one basket, but put two, three, four strategies in place and have really key people who are working alongside you managing each one of those channels. Because at the end of the day, this is an old school business and a new wave type of industry. Like this is a relationship business and you want to make sure that each one of your distribution channels are building the relationships properly with existing customers as you acquire them, but also as you are trying to attract new customers that you're always working on building the relationship and rapport and that will keep people close to you and your brand. Those are my words of wisdom. All of the <laughs> social media handles and websites to get in touch with Matt are listed inside of the blog post here and around this video. Make sure that you check out our show notes, check out his website, check out his community. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's one of my favorite places to hang out on social media. And I don't even like social media. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so I for sure hang out with Matt over there. Lots of really good people doing really cool things in the industry. I will also um, 
express my deepest gratitude for those of you who are a part of our community. And when you share content like this, you help us to continue to impact millions of people around the world. We have quite literally been able to impact hundreds of millions of people with content just like this, which makes me confident that you and I are a part of the change that we want to see in the world. So go ahead and like and share content that you like this, this particular video, share it with somebody that you know is going to receive benefit from it and help us to continue to spread the good word, word and the good work that this incredible plant allows us to do in the world. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Sonia. See you next time. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.